Turtle and Hughes presents The Power of Partnerships. Hello, I'm Louis Valls, president of Turtle and Hughes. I'm very pleased to be here today with Kathleen Shanahan, CEO of Turtle and Hughes, and our very special guest, Christina Lamp-Onorud, CEO of Cadenza Innovation a Turtle & Hughes partner that produces patent technologies to advance energy storage and widespread use of electric vehicles. Today, we are addressing one of the most important topics of our time, sustainability. How we as a company are working with a wide variety of partners to reduce greenhouse gases, create more efficient energy uses, and harness renewable sources to reduce long-term dependency on fossil fuels. Christina, please tell us a little bit about yourself and Cadenza Innovation. Absolutely. Thank you, Luis. Wonderful to be here with you, Kathleen, and with our Turtle partners. We are so thrilled to be partnering with Turtle & Hughes in this huge message and huge opportunity to do good and do well around climate change. Cadenza Innovation was founded in 2012 on the heels of uh, quite a few commercial uh, successes. The previous one where the team was together was also in the space of battery technology, but we were mostly focused on the portable power era initially, but quickly entered into EVs and large systems. Uh, today, Cadenza is commercializing what is probably the world's safest, highest performing and by system integration, the simplest, so therefore lowest cost opportunity for energy storage. And it comes in multiple forms. You can think of this as a Lego block of energy that has 20 years of experience inside, simplified and very easy to deploy technology. Thank you, Christina. Total and Hughes is a woman-owned, woman-led company. And Cadenza is also a woman-founded and led company. Christina and Kathleen, what do you think is particularly important about this partnership? Well, I think it's the opportunity to work with Christina and her team. And Christina is one of the preeminent battery experts. So it's great that we're both women-owned firms. I think that sends a really strong signal to a huge constituency out there about the importance of engaging in these STEM-related fields. But most importantly, as, as Christina just described, they are a market leader in an area where our economy, our sustainability, our future lies. And Turtle, you know, as Jane Millard always challenges us, who's the executive chairman of our board, you know, is one of the larger women-owned businesses in the country. And so finding and identifying these partnerships is critical in terms of our effectiveness with our customers, both bringing that expertise to the marketplace, but also leading the way in terms of helping people understand the value of business and the value of partnerships and the value of diverse supply chains. So we're thrilled with this opportunity and very excited to sort of jointly market this effort with the Cadenza team and see what we can do out there. That's awesome. I am also so thrilled. Uh, I think uh, in the end, uh, there are very few women in the tech field in general. And uh, I think we're all delighted when we find another superstar who just happens to be a woman, but we rarely lead with that uh, quality. It's just very, very rewarding to find awesome people and do great work. Christina, batteries are one of the most widely deployed 
yet often overlooked technologies. Lithium ion is clear the market leader with billions of lithium ion batteries powering everything from mobile devices and commercial and industrial applications to EV and next generation utility grids. Tell me more about Cadenza technology, the supercell and what it's bringing to the space. So you just uh, mentioned that billions of lithium ion cells have been deployed over the years. So Cadenza is basically part of that industry from inception, not of course, uh, the technology was invented in the 90s, that's way before us. But we were there when the big commercialization efforts took off in the early 2000s. And we had the privilege of coming from a material science point of view, entering into a device physics point of view, and all the way into what it may look like to have a solidified platform. And that's really where Cadenza comes in. We're using best in practice, global supply chain, global opportunities that are coming in, and we're deploying them right here with local talent in a new format backed by DOE and tested extensively and now prime time for market. Thanks for that, Christina. Lewis is an engineer. He's also president of Turtle and Hughes and has spent a lot of time in the energy related areas of which we you know, hope to grow and expand with the partnership with Cadenza. I'd like to hear from Lewis's perspective how battery storage is applied to uh, turtle projects and how we're taking steps in terms of furthering not only the projects that we've done so far, but what do we see in the marketplace where this partnership can be applied and win some projects and some work? Thank you, Kathleen. At Turtle & Hughes, we believe the future of clean, low-carbon, resilient energy is essential to achieving a more prosperous and sustainable world. We deliver industry-leading products, services, and solutions to help our customers achieve their sustainability goals and create measurable impact for a greener world. Battery energy storage is a key component of our products and services offering. Battery energy storage systems are needed to achieve the full potential of intermittent renewable energy sources and plays a critical role in transitioning away from fossil fuels dependence. The ability of batteries to absorb power from any type of generation and discharge power has significant value for regions with high levels of renewable energy. As more of our electricity starts to come from wind and, and solar, battery systems can store excess electricity when the sun is shining and the wind is blowing and then deliver it during peak usage hours. The surge in lithium-ion battery production in the last decade has led to a decline in prices, making uh, energy storage more commercially viable today than, than ever before. Coupled with the ability to allow easier integration of renewable energy, we can expect a, a growing number of future microgrids will include battery energy storage systems that can serve as the anchor resource during an outage meaning the storage system will maintain the desired voltage and frequency at the site while the microgrid is in island mode. This expanded value proposition for microgrids not only promises uh, resilience, but also greater sustainability with, with a much better price point. Although energy storage is not essential to a functioning microgrid, it is a flexible versatile distributed energy resource that can provide significant benefit to any microgrid. 
Sutherland Hughes Energy Storage Services Department is, is ushering in a new age of electricity management with energy storage system. We help our customers maximize utility savings by shifting load or discharging when rates are at the highest, structure utility level services for frequency regulation, transmission charge mitigation, and energy arbitrage. Energy storage systems are uniquely able to integrate with renewables for low to no carbon strategies, as well as to island a building, neighborhood, or a town in the event of a cyber attack. I think with our partnership with Cadenza, we are advancing our commitment to green energy solutions. It is also an important step towards continuing supporting our customers with sustainable solutions for their applications and projects. You also asked, how can microgrids create self-sustainable industrial complexes and, and, and smart cities? And, and from an industrial uh, facility perspective, the role of the microgrid is really to manage the resources in the facility. It accepts power from the utility, whether it's distribution or directly from the grid, sells power to the grid, participates in grid regulation, while supporting the internal facilities with redundant power and, and steam. It also fully utilizes uh, distributed generation, uh, maintains heat, loads, and accepts intermittent power. An intelligent system accepts signals from the utility of the grid and determines the scale and strategy of the response. If the grid is unstable, then it will execute an island in action seamlessly to its user. And it also manages the other utilities within the facility, including the steam, sewer, process and recycle water, air, industrial gases, and, and the like. It also coordinates with the grid or the utility for bumpless reconnection uh, to the grid. It is no, no secret that our electric utilities are facing significant challenges, stress and aging infrastructure, climate change resulting in increased weather volatility, grid security and resiliency, constrained delivery of gas and, and power. Our, our customers' expectations are high. They want cleaner, more affordable, more reliable and secure energy. And they have lower tolerances for outages. Microgrids, in my view, serve as a focal point in the drive to adopt renewable energies and plays a vital part in supporting efforts to energy transition and meet climate changes. Microgrids offer the opportunity to deploy more zero uh, emission electricity sources, thereby definitely reducing greenhouse gas emissions. Christina, you have long been committed to combating climate change through the battery technologies you've deployed, as well as through your participation with the World Economic Forum and other global organizations. Where are we making the most progress? Where are we falling even further behind? What can we do to keep the progress going on the former while picking up the space on the latter? Well, thank you for that question, Luis. We have, um, through the pandemic, demonstrated when we all went into lockdown in parts of the world that we can take down the energy footprint. We have demonstrated that we can use less stuff we can eat less meat, we can have personal impact, and we got some awareness on that. But we have also grown more dependent on electricity. And frankly, the forecast for us globally in most jurisdictions is that over the next five to seven years, 
five to seven years, we will double the amount of electricity that we need. That is true for the United States. That is true for Europe. That is true for, uh, that is more than true for China. And we can just not deploy renewables in the time frame that we can avert a climate crisis in multiple parts of the world. We are not looking at the scenarios as business leaders of a doomsday, everybody dies. We are looking at opportunities to stabilize communities, to stabilize the grid, to afford the opportunities to continue our lives as much as we like them. Battery technology is critical for this. And the battery industry, to me, has been one of the unsung heroes in the electrification of uh, both the, the greater portability and communications. The fact that we can do this interview from three different locations is, is a testimony to this. The fact that people can watch this 10 years from now is a testimony to that. We are entering into a whole new way of communications. Telecom is taking off in so many ways. But the backbone is always electrons. And the coolest thing and the biggest progress, I think, is awareness. So we saw that when new forms of energy came in, some people got really intrigued and said, OK, maybe I should offset my own carbon footprint. And even if I am just a little ant in the big ant stack, my contribution and my rubbing off to my neighbor and my friends and perhaps my kids are enforcing this even more in my family. We are all making contributions. This is not going to be a success story or a doom story by one person. It's going to be by all of us. So I am so energized by the fact that we now have policy that is coming in line with what businesses can do. Business is always ready to execute on opportunities. And this is something we know. If the policy describes a framework in which business can work with both public and private entities to provide such basic things like electricity and infrastructure, we will do it immediately if there is a chance for us to execute. So removal of red tape, uh, pricing predictability going forward for many years, and being part of the discussion for what demand response means. What is the discussion around peak reduction? What does it mean to have distributed energy? What does it mean to have backup power or stability of the grid? What do we want? This is not a time where we just say more is the better way. Actually, smart is the better way. And I am so hopeful that together we can bring one puzzle piece to future of smart energy. You know what I love about that, uh, Christina, your answer is that it's so true. I think one of the bright spots that came out of COVID is everybody's awareness of more so because we had more time to think about it and observe, but what are the demands on some of these infrastructure systems and how how some of them were adapted by going to hybrid workforce, how some of them were adapted for lots of reasons to the benefit of our world, our planet, when you saw the impact of less cars on the road and all those different things really came out of COVID. And I think it raised an awareness across the ages of the workforce that we can do this and that this is important. And I think the debate on infrastructure that the country's having in terms of funding and legislation and what are the priorities of how that allocation should be spent and what are the consumers demanding now as they use these infrastructure projects like the airports. And Turtle has done a lot of work in the airports 
I'm very happy to say that the New York, New Jersey Port Authority was one of the first people to sign on to the Paris Climate Accords and are very supportive in terms of driving that through their infrastructure projects. And Lewis has really been the team leader for Turtles engagement in many of those projects, both for power design as well as lighting. So Lewis, why don't you share a couple of those with our audience? Yeah, Turtle and Hughes is really helping to achieve energy efficiencies in, in lighting, airports, train transportation, and it's really by investing in resources with the technical capabilities to design and implement energy efficient solutions and in partnership with key manufacturers and system providers with expertise in these areas. I mean, the services that we're providing from audits to full-scale turnkey operations are energy experts provide intelligent solutions for building infrastructure, lighting, communications, HVAC, and security systems. Energy management solutions that can dramatically lower energy costs and add money back to your bottom line. Our specialists can provide a return on investment proposals for any lighting and controls upgrade. And we do this by identifying your strategic goals and creating a clear and manageable solution that includes design implementation, project management and utility coordination. Our energy management system designs not only save on energy consumption, they reduce maintenance costs and improve productivity. Our specialists will also procure any rebates for these projects that are available from the local utility programs. We talked about uh, our involvement in some of the airports and, 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 and transit authorities with regards to metering and, and building management system solutions for airports, for example, electric, gas, and water meters. These are all installed throughout the facilities, the airports. The data then is reported by our building management system that the building operators can then monitor the building performance by reading the data of the various systems, for example, heating, cooling and ventilation systems, lighting, solar, hot water system, and baggage handling systems. It allows really building operators to get the insight how the building performs and allow them to make the needed adjustments or repairs which result in, in considerably uh, energy savings. One thing that we overlook sometimes is smart switching solutions, which are also key to energy efficient management at airports, train stations. While we know that the primary focus of switchgear is to protect electrical installations and, and people and allow electrical equipment to be de-energized, in this day and age, Switchgear is also a vital part of energy management systems. Well-designed electrical systems are both safe and efficient, and they play an important role in reducing energy usage and power bills by seeing power use and peak consumption demands. This is all part of the Thurland Hughes Services offering to provide our customers with energy efficient and sustainable solutions for all their applications in general. Christina, what trends do you see in transportation market in terms of sustainability and energy storage, which I think is quite often overlooked in the transportation world? Ah, oh, Lewis, I love that question. All the market analysts, and I have some fun, I know some of the senior people at Bloomberg New Energy Finance and some of the analyst houses, and we joke almost every year that their estimates of next year are too low 
and that they continue to just have a story around EVs. Uh, when we reached 1% of market penetration in the United States, and since this is such a big country, we knew that this had the potential. Now, I think you could meet anybody on the street and ask if they know what an EV is, and they will look at you like your two heads. Of course they know what an EV is. But I was there in 2009 when at the Paris show of automotive, where we showcased uh, an electric vehicle with General Motors, actually, where that made headlines. It was actually ran on the NASDAQ tower in Times Square, big, big deal. And that was the first show where the automotive industry told itself that you are really not a player if you don't have an EV roadmap. So just the consideration here, this is over 10 years. It takes a long time. What is fascinating to me is that the energy storage space where we predominantly have partnered now is so much bigger impact and it does not get all of the attention from the media analysts. It's almost like we're just assuming this will happen, but it won't just happen. It is real work and it will require real mindfulness in how we deploy. So to me, that market is bigger, it is much more urgent, and it is critical that we do it right. So again, we need to have real tech with real deployment. That is our opportunity. Don't you think though that the Texas, like the freeze and their grid situation, I mean, I always think you have to have a, a personal impact with a large segment of a population base, no matter where it is, that all of a sudden they realize, wait a minute, there's there's things out there <laughs> that we, you know, when they were freezing in Texas for two weeks with no electricity, I think that's an awareness time where like the battery storage opportunity comes to life as an option. And unfortunately, as we see more of those sort of weather impacts that Lewis mentioned, I think that's jumping into those story streams, as they say, and sharing your solution is opportunistic, but also educational. Absolutely. And, and you make it personal. So you are, you can opt out of feeling helpless, like climate change is hitting me, whatever crisis is hitting. I am taking control of my energy. I am taking some control of my carbon footprint. I am taking some control in diversity. I'm taking some control. Like we are actually not powerless. We as consumers and as business leaders make choices every day and they impact where we're going. Mm -hmm. Great, great insights. Uh, Christina and, and Kathleen, what else is each of you doing in your own companies for sustainability to help combat climate change? What lessons can you share with us? I think it's such an exciting dynamic time. And I think, you know, the next generation of workers, the millennials, the Gen Xers, the Gen Ys, this is a core value to them. This is uh, part of why they get up every day and go to work. And so they want to believe that the company and the community that they are working with is a believer in making the planet better for everybody. Turtle's mission statement is we're powering a better tomorrow. Jane's been an advocate for sustainability as a core value for many years. And everybody on the executive team is very much a believer in, and this is part of our culture and it is opportunistic. You know, when you look at another COVID benefit, the hybrid workforce, I mean, it allows our teammates to have actually more full-bodied lives and still work. 
and work well, work with a lot more stress, save on gas emissions driving their car, have a lot more flexibility with their families, have a better mental health approach with balancing truly work and life. And, you know, we do other things. I mean, we ask our employees all the time, what did they have? What did they see around the offices or the warehouses, the turtle that we should be doing to make them more efficient. We've done that with our lighting. As Lewis mentioned, many of the projects that he talked about we do for our customers, we first and foremost have done internally. We've had solar on, on several of our buildings that we've owned for many years and participated in the New Jersey measurement program. We do ROIs on LED lighting for customers large and small. We had a composting and we did a whole effort around our corporate headquarters a couple of years ago. And we were all coming in there every day and harvested a whole garden, you know, and people really enjoyed going out there at lunchtime and spending a little bit of time in the garden that we had. So it's all of those things. Those were all driven by employee engagement. It was all driven by employee suggestions. And I think that lends to a belief that this is really part of the culture, as well as seeing the projects and the products that we're offering to our customers on the EV charging, on the lighting. You know, we we were testing out a couple of EV trucks to see if they can sort of facilitate some of the delivery options for our customers in a more sustainable footprint. So all of those things, they see us doing it internally, but they also see us providing the services to our customers. And and we heard, I heard from many employees about the excitement of this partnership. You know, they're really excited that we're working with a market leader, a woman-owned business who is an expert in energy storage. And they see that that's coming. I mean, you know, we, we, we happen to fortunately all be able to have our footprint, at least our initial footprint, be in the New York, New Jersey marketplace, which is really a market leading, you know, with the utilities and the Port authorities and all the all the other responsible agencies looking for solutions because we have such a dense population base. So I think the employees were as excited as they are to see some of these things internally to see some of the external partnerships that we're creating. That's awesome. I think sustainability also means you talk about it. The fact that you can have again an active part in bringing great technology forward, great solutions with real people who are committed not through just a short-term gains installation over there, but actually here in our communities together. I think the humility that comes with the tech or the, the high-tech sector in general is yes, we have an element that is so cool. We have the only fire safe and explosion proof battery in the world. That is super cool. But it matters how it's integrated. So unless we can make that handshake with our partners, like we're doing with Turtle, I'm so, so thrilled. And I met Jane many years ago and heard about her sustainability comment. And I felt we should have been friends a long, long time. And I'm so delighted we're doing this together now. Great, great, great feedback. Christina and Kathleen, so two companies, women-owned, women-led. What advice would you give women who uh, want to be in these industries, how can they access the professional networking, mentoring, and opportunities to succeed and contribute? I would say the first thing you got to do is ask. Yeah. You know, don't be afraid to engage. There's WeBank. Turtle and Hughes has been a WeBank member for many years, and we participate in many mentoring programs, like with New York City Transit, with our transit leader, Joe Kay. We're building a tier two supply chain so that we really are every day challenging ourselves to 
help some of the smaller size businesses get bigger. Aurora Electric, you know, another woman-owned electrical contractor in the New York market who um, we team with. And so, you know, I challenge our teammates every day to say, how can we go out and help find people that are in our space that we can help, whether it be a capital question about, you know, sometimes it's just figuring out where you need to go to find your, your, your partners to build your business. And, um, and I would say, don't be afraid, knock on doors, send emails, make a call, uh, participate in your industry events. We belong to NAAD, we belong to AD, they all have groups where women convene and they sort of share some of their stories about lessons learned and opportunities that they see out there. So I think it's an exciting time for diversity leadership across the board. I think it's an exciting time for uh, dynamic technology-based process and anything in the sustainability space. And it's really an exciting time to engage with your employees and your customers because there's lots of there's lots of opportunity out there. That's well said and it's very impressive. And thank you for all the work you're doing for the diversity in general. Um, I think my advice directly is just hustle and do good work. Be present and fully engaged. There is no half-baked step in any of any of my friend's life or my life. When you want to do something, you're all in. Um, it's more work than it looks like, and you have to show your hunger, and that op- opens up so many doors. If you have another idea, have the courage to speak up. Most leaders want to hear them, and if they don't, that's not a good place to be for you. <laughs> but if you have good ideas and they are welcome, you have a chance to make a difference so, so many times every day. Thank you, Kathleen. Dina, for sharing your knowledge and perspective on such important topic. Uh, Kathleen, any final remarks? I just want to go find some battery storage projects and sell our partnership. I think this is, you know, opportunistic in terms of a very exciting in the post-COVID world. The awareness has been raised. There's going to be, unfortunately, more weather impacts on people having safe, reliable, sustainable access to electricity. And we have an answer here. And so we need to go out and figure out new and creative ways to market it. Go speak. I think Christina needs to get on TV. You'd be great on like CNBC or something. We need to do some really creative things and find the right time in the right space. And this sustainability meeting that's coming up in Glasgow, I think in the next couple of months, is going to be a table setter in terms of, again, another opportunity of raising the awareness awareness of the importance of sustainability and making sure our planet is better for those that follow us. So I look forward to more marketing events like this, both within our companies as well as outside our companies. Well, Christina has already been on TV quite a bit, uh, Kathleen, and I've seen some of her videos and very eloquent, great presenter. I just want to thank you guys for your personal investment in this relationship and in the greater story. I promise that we will deliver everything we can into this. We have fantastic electric chemists, mechanical engineers, chemical engineers. We have product marketers with lots of experience, and we have some younger young professionals in the team. We have uh, a team that wants to see this happen. And we know we will encounter some issues on the way where 
the site was not quite prepared or the specifications were not prepared. So I'm also committing our company to resolving these issues as we encounter them together. But thank you for the opportunity. Let's go. <laughs> Let's go. Find some work. Yeah, so my final remark is really the, the energy transition, we all know that involves shifting from a system based on fossil fuels to one dominated by clean, renewable electricity. It is aimed to reduce energy-related carbon dioxide emissions to help meet global uh, climate targets. Our partnership with Cadenza is an important step towards Total & Hughes' commitment to powering a better tomorrow. Thank you, Kathleen and Christina.